0: Welcome to another episode of bi Podcast today. Today we'll wrap up our look on explaining love. We've been looking at this for the past few episodes. Finding out what God says about the characteristics of love and how this helps us in our walk with God. We've Through the passage of 1 Corinthians 13, slowly and bit by bit, trying to explain these characteristics of love. There are many more characteristics of love that are found in the Bible, but this has been our focus 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to verses 8. We're still focusing on the theme on love, and today we wrap up explaining love. This is episode 14 of this theme And thank you for joining us In In the past episodes we've looked at Trying to explain love Based on the characteristics that the Apostle Paul gives us in 1 Corinthians 13 We've looked from, chapter, from verses 4 to verses 8 Now we've covered verses 4 to verses 7 In the past episodes and today I wanna conclude with verse eight. Verse eight I think is, is for me as one of the most amazing passages of scripture when it comes to love. It makes bold claims. And the claims that it makes are claims that have been tested through time and they have stood through time. But it doesn't just make these claims looking backwards. It also makes these claims about our present and future. Now, how many things can you say that for, that they have stood the test of time without floundering? You see, everything and everyone on Earth seeks to improve or to innovate or to do things better and to learn better ways of doing things. But the one thing that is constant, that never changes, that never fails, is love. It is the epitome of all human ventures. You cannot change it. Even if you try to redefine it, you cannot diminish its power. You see, the impact true love has on the hearts of men is far beyond anything imaginable like the king Solomon says in the book of Proverbs that love is able to tend the hearts of kings in Proverbs 21 verse 1 Solomon says this the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water he tendeth it whithersoever he will Love is a powerful thing. The Bible tells us that God is love. And we know the power of God as seen and evidenced in the things around us. And we know what He can accomplish in our hearts when we embrace Him fully, when we fully submit who we are to Him. Well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. As always, I want us to start with our foundational scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to verse 8. It reads like this. Love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant and inflated with pride. It is not rude and manly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, It will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Love never fails. That is our focus for today. I want to read it again. It says love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. As for prophecies, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Love never fails. What a bold statement to make. It doesn't say love mostly doesn't fail or that it succeeds in certain things. The Apostle Paul makes a sweeping statement declaring that love never fails, it does not know failure. Now, in order to test this statement, we need to track back in Scripture to see if love has ever failed. I will look at a few examples of love in the Old Testament, and I will look also examples today that refer to our lives to see that love never fails. Now it'll take us a whole year, if we were to go through all of scripture to see that love never fails, but I'll show a few examples. The statement that the apostle Paul gives is so sweeping that it's not only focused on what has been or what is, it is also about what will be. It covers past, present and future. It is a statement true in every sense of the word. And it has been, it is, and will always be true. So let's look at some of these. In the book of Genesis, chapter 29, verse 20. I know uh, the men will agree with me on this one. We read like this. It says, And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him, but a few days, for the love he had to her. You see, Jacob's love and patience completely overwhelmed the number of years of service that he had to give to his soon-to-be father-in-law because he loved Rachel. Seven years to him seemed but a few days because his love was patient enough to work and wait for what it desired. Even after he was cheated by his father-in-law by marrying him to Leah instead of Rachel, Jacob, because of the love he had for Rachel, was willing to serve yet another seven years and to wait patiently For the prize of his love you see his love for her compelled him not to give up but to patiently serve in order to fulfill the desire of his love it's an amazing thing that a man will spend 14 years working only just to have what he loves and yet today we are not even able to wait a few months or a few days but we claim to love the Bible says love endures long that is the first thing we looked at in verse 4 of chapter 13 of First Corinthians it is patient it is patient of its patience it never fails I want to quickly move on and the second one I want to look at is in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 13 we've looked at the scripture when we started defining love it says and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments which I command you this day to love the Lord your God And to heaven with all your heart and with all of your soul. It's amazing to me that God wraps all of his commandments. He wraps all of righteousness into this one commandment. To love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your mind and with all of your soul. You see, the reason God commands us above all else to love Him and serve Him only is because His purpose for our lives is fulfilled in loving Him. What do I mean? See, when we love Him, we're able to love our neighbor. Because how we show that we love God by loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. When we love him, we walk diligently in the footsteps of righteousness, in the footsteps of his righteousness. As David says in Psalms 37 verse 23, it reads like this, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. You see, it is when we are led by the one who designed our path that we will never fail in the purposes of our lives. It is in God leading us that we are able to fulfill everything that our life is meant to fulfill. Failure is not an option to us when we love God and keep his commandments. Because love never fails. The third one I want to look at is in First Kings chapter 11 verse 2. It says this. Of the nations concerning which the Lord saith unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. King Solomon, in his love for the things which God had forewarned the children of Israel against, the things that God had commanded the children of Israel not to get into, brought about inevitable destruction in the house of David. God had already pre-warned that if you go into these nations or allow them to go into you, they will turn your heart away from you. They will steal your love and turn it into something else. You see, when our love is misdirected, when we show love by showing hatred towards God, by not living according to His will, That love will still accomplish the results of its misdirection, even, even, when, even when that result is not what we envisioned in the beginning. Every action has its desired end, and thus cleaving in love to things that God or the Word of God has warned us against leads us to destruction as forewarned by Him love will always win love will never fail because that is its nature but how we use it will determine where we end the fourth thing that i want to look at is in the book of Isaiah chapter 38 verse 17. it reads like this behold it was for my peace that i had intense bitterness but you have loved back my life from the pit of corruption and nothingness for you have cast all my sins behind your back these are the words of a king king hezekiah king of judah a man destined for the grave according to the words of the prophet of the lord that was given by God but for love's sake Hezekiah prayed and love increased his years by another 15 years in the land of the living you see this Hezekiah writing after this event in appreciation of what God had done says this he says you have loved back my life from the pit of corruption because Hezekiah understands that it was God's love that rescued him from death. It was because he pleaded his, God's love that love did not fail him but sustained his life longer. Longer even to have a son. That is the power of love when we cleave to it correctly. The last thing I want to look at is in John three sixteen. Now we've read this passage a few times, but I want to read it again. It says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, that He even gave up His only begotten unique Son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on Him, shall not perish or come to destruction and be lost but shall have eternal everlasting life. You see, it is because of the love of God. He loved us so much that even when the only price that could be paid for our redemption was him coming down to live a perfect life and to die on the cross. That he was willing to pay it. That he did not hesitate. Knowing what lay before him. Knowing the scorn and the mock and the bruising and the beating that laid before him. He looked beyond that because he understood that love will win at the end. Even when he had to take on to himself that which was foreign to him, that which was against his nature, love did not say no. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, It reads like this, it says For our sake He made Christ virtually to be seen Who knew no sin So that in and through him We might become Endued with, viewed as being an examples Of the righteousness of God What we ought to be Approved and acceptable In right relationship with him By his goodness. See friends Christ who knew no sin became sin for me and you for the sake of love. The lengths to which love goes and went for me and you to be where we are today is far beyond imagination. He could not fail his love could not fail even if it meant taking upon himself that which we had brought upon ourselves so that he could cleanse us and make us the righteousness of God he was bruised he was beaten chastised mocked he was hung on the cross like a common criminal just so love could win that is the length to which love would go for me and you this is what love is it never fails even today in our lives when we allow it to come in when we submit to its full glory, it will never fail us. It will never fail our lives. That is why Jesus says, if we ask anything according to his will, then it will be done by his Father in heaven. Because we ask him in love. Since we are called to this love, A love that is not limited a love that is not comparable to anything a love that is perfection that's why the apostle paul says be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect all he is calling us to is to love fully in everything and at all times You see, the Apostle Paul in in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 13 says, Even the gifts from God run their course. They cease, or they are fulfilled, or they come to pass. But love has no expiry date, it has no sell by date, it has no end, it has no corruption. constant it does not lose its strength or power even when mocked and scorned love stands still because it has an end game in mind love always accomplishes what it sets out to accomplish there is nothing that can stand in the way of love to fulfill its purpose and its perceived end love never fails. It never fades out or become obsolete or comes to an end. Everything else will end, but love will remain. We are born of this love. And all that he requires of us is to lose ourselves in him so that he can show his love in and through us. There is power in this love, saints, and it is in understanding this love and it is in living in this love that he puts everything in its place. I want to end by reading this passage In First John chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 4. It reads like this: everyone who believes, adheres to trust, and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, is a born-again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of Him. By this we come to know, to recognize, and understand that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commands when we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teaching for the true love of God is this that we do his commands that we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and teachings and these orders of his are not irksome they are not burdensome or oppressive or grievous for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world and this is the victory that conquers the world even our faith saints I'd like to end here Please join us tomorrow as we begin to look at our third aspect of love. Displaying love. You don't want to miss it. Well friends, if you have any questions or you want to get in contact with us, questions about this episode, past episodes, or any Bible related questions that you might have, please contact us through our social media pages, Facebook, bite-sized on twitter it's at bite underscore word on instagram it's bite word or you can send us an email on bite-sized zero at gmail.com again thank you for tuning in and goodbye